The Lord is always at work in our lives, teaching, purging, guiding, and strengthening. In the little book of Haggai, we learn great truth about His work in us and how we are to work with Him. Welcome to God's Construction Zone. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study together. So many people live their whole life with regret. They're always thinking about yesterday. As a matter of fact, I have, I've heard so many people through the years talk about the good old days. I wonder sometimes if the good old days were actually as good as we thought they were uh, or if we just are remembering only the good things in them. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, for a child of God, uh, the good old days shouldn't be yesterday. It should be today. That doesn't mean every day uh, everything goes like we want it to. But to live our lives like the best days are behind us, I, I don't believe that's God's way. And that was, the, that was the sin of the people of God in Haggai chapter 2. That's why the Lord sends Haggai to say to them, stop your complaining and stop your comparison and stop your criticism and uh, stop thinking that the good days are past. Haggai chapter 2 and verse 3 uh, they were saying, who, he said, Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? He said, You're belittling what I'm trying to do today. That's a very dangerous thing because God is at work at this present hour. Uh, if I might be very transparent with you, I, I meet people in my travels uh, who say, Well, you know, I believe the era of revivals has passed. If I believed that, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing with my life. I believe God wants to do something in our generation. And I don't know about you, I don't want to miss it. I want to experience everything that God has for me right where I am. And so God says through Haggai the prophet to his people, I'm doing something now. Listen to verse 4 of Haggai chapter 2. Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work, for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts. What is he saying? He's saying to everybody, did you notice everyone gets included? This is God's message for all people. So it was a message for the political leaders, it was a message for the religious leaders, and it was a message for the average person. That encompasses everyone. And what is his message? His message is, I'm doing something now, and I want you to do something now. There's always God's part and our part. God says, I'm with you. I'm at work. I'm going to give you strength. I'm in the present tense. Then he turns it around on them and he says, now I want you to work today. So may I ask you, what are you going to do today in cooperation with your present tense, God? The Lord wants to do something in your life today. There's some prayer he wants to answer today. There's something he wants to teach you from the word of God today. There's some person he wants to use you to encourage. There's some soul that he wants to to use you to bring to Him. What work do you need to do today in order to see all the work that God wants accomplished today? I was reading a few days ago in the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, not, not really studying, just reading devotionally for myself, and I came to a verse I'm sure I've read many times, but I don't remember. And what a verse it is. In Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse number 10, uh, the writer of Ecclesiastes, Solomon, says this, Say not thou... What is the cause that the former days were better than these? 
For thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this. Did you catch it? Listen to it again. Say not thou, Ecclesiastes 7 verse 10, What is the cause that the former days were better than these? For thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this. In other words, it's not wise to spend today talking about yesterday. It's not wise to talk today like the good days are the days that have already passed. I'd like to recommend to every person that's listening today that when you speak to young people and those who are coming along behind you, that you not belittle what God can do in their generation, that you not speak in unbelief. Instead, build their faith. Uh, when, we, when we study the history of God's people, when we look at our Christian heritage, it should never be to conclude that the great days are the days that are already past. Rather, it should be to say that that same God wants to work in our day and He's looking for a people today that He can bless and use. I'm convinced that God can do just as much today as He ever did in the past. In fact, the darker the night, the brighter the light, which means the nearer we get to the end of time, the more wicked our world becomes, the closer we get to the edge of eternity, the greater opportunity there is for the Lord to work and get all of the glory. We need God's power. We need the Lord's divine enabling. So let's stop talking about the good old days and let's start talking about today. Lord, what do you want today? The first principle that we've learned from this, this passage in Haggai chapter 2 about not missing God is that we don't want to miss the present by looking at the past. So let's add a second principle to that today. Number two, don't miss who is for you by looking at who is against you. It's very easy to get your attention and energy on the enemy and forget your captain. Uh, to look at the opposition and forget the, the divine power that you have. Listen to the verse again. Haggai chapter 2 verse 4. Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work, for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, the leaders and the people needed this truth. God says, I am with you. May I ask, is he not enough? I remember reading the story of a group of missionaries overseas that were going through a very difficult season and in the midst of that season, someone in the group in a prayer meeting said, Oh, I wish that brother so-and-so was still here because he really knew how to pray. If that man was here, he could get his prayers answered and we could get some help. And one of the missionaries that was present later testified and wrote and said that she got under such deep conviction because this was the truth the Holy Spirit brought to her heart. Is Jesus not enough? She said, as I sat there listening to people bemoan the fact that a certain man was not among us anymore, she said, I was reminded that Jesus Christ is always where He's always been. He is at this moment at the right hand of the Heavenly Father, and He ever liveth, making intercession for you and I. And she said, I got so convicted that if Jesus was still praying and was still doing His part, was Jesus not enough? Could the Lord not meet the needs in a perfect way. I think sometimes we start looking at who's against us and we forget greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Recently, a, a precious friend sent me a, a text and this text was a, a long quote from one of my heroes, Robert Murray McShane. And now the quote ends with something that I've quoted many times through the years, but I must be honest with you, I didn't know the full context of that one quote. When I read it, oh, it helped me so much. May I just read it to you? 
Robert Murray McShane said, I ought to study Christ as a living Savior more, as a shepherd carrying the sheep he finds, as a king reigning in and over the souls he's redeemed, as a captain fighting with those who fight with me, as one who is engaged to bring me through all temptations and trials, however impossible to flesh and blood. I'm often tempted to say, how can this man save us? How can Christ in heaven deliver me from lust which I feel raging in me and nets I feel enclosing me? This is the father of lies again. He is able to save unto the uttermost. And then McShane said this, I ought to study Christ as an intercessor. He prayed most for Peter who was to be most tempted. I'm on his breastplate. If I could hear Christ praying for me in the next room, I would not fear a million of enemies. Yet the distance makes no difference. He is praying for me. May I remind you, Christ is praying for you today. The Lord is present at this very moment and He is for you. Look to Jesus Christ for the victory. Isn't Jesus enough? Oh, the answer comes back from the Holy Spirit. Yes, He is more than enough. Listen to the words of our great God. I am with you. If you have been helped by the teaching of God's Word today, we would love to hear from you and hope you will share enjoying the journey with others. Communicate with us online and find further resources at scottpauley.org. May God do His mighty work in you today.